Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio, sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, joined, as always, by my co-host, Randy Inkston. What's up, guy? Hey, buddy. What's happening, man? A lot of chaos in the world. I just want to go lift heavy shit. That's, you know. Can we just clang like and bang? Like your shirt last week. Yeah. Man, <laughs> last episode. Man. What a... What a crazy, crazy time we're living in. We got, uh, I mean, I don't have to tell anybody else. If you, all you got to do is open your eyes and you see the riots and the COVID. And we're not even going to talk about that today. But you know what I want to talk about a little bit? And then we'll change the subject here real quick. What do you think about this CrossFit situation with the uh, mm-hmm. Glassman saying some stuff on a Twitter post and then everybody bailing ship? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it goes back to taking extreme ownership and accountability for the things that you say yeah right wrong and different you know he he made a statement and he might not have meant things the way that it came across but perception is reality and uh we we, have, we all have to kind of put ourselves or maybe, in a, maybe he did mean to say I or maybe exa- exactly i mean but uh, he stepped down yep. so the ceo stepped down he's been replaced i'm sure he's gonna still own the company but he won't be the face anymore but i don't think that's gonna save CrossFit. I don't think so. Either. I, I think, think that it was not a downward trend anyway yeah. in regards to, I don't really have much to say about CrossFit as a training modality in this particular episode, but as far as the clients we've worked with that have been CrossFits in the past, maybe affiliated, they almost all are lean. They've either gone away with it. Even if they pay their affiliate fee to get the search results and everything else, they take the name off the door and they don't really say they're CrossFit anymore. Yeah. Even if they may be paying for the affiliation, um, I, most of them have shifted away from it, and they don't it, because the market has a perception of it, and they don't have control of what the market thinks of them. Absolutely, and I, I remember when Rick was on one of our episodes, he we had we talked about this about the name CrossFit, and you know if you're going to buy into a brand, that brand better be making you more money than you're investing into right. it. And uh, I think Rick, I don't remember the numbers, the hard numbers, but he had he had mentioned that for the first time this year, or last year, or so many years ago, more affiliates had left the brand than had gained. Yeah, the, or the or, gained. or closing doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when the when the shutdown happened, I saw somebody posted fifty seven crossfits in California alone had already closed, and that was in the first like month. I mean, when we look at businesses in the fitness industry. With those that we've worked with, I'd say that, you know, the, the barrier for entry running a CrossFit facility was seemingly lower than the majority of what it took to, yeah. to you know, for our other facilities. I mean, it was industrial type, you know, roll up doors and things like that. So just the cost to play the game seemed a little bit and lower. And the certification was like yeah. 1500 bucks yeah. or yeah, two weekend, grand. Re- and, weekend to get you in the game. And then you thing. pay your two grand and you're, you're, all, you're all of a sudden a CrossFit. And the business that goes along with that, though, I think lives and dies to the same degree. You don't have as much to stand on. Easy in, easy out. Exactly, right? You don't have, 
you can't sustain for three, four months because you don't have another opportunity to save in income or create income. Um, So your bills might not be very much, but neither was the income income that matched it. So I think that the cash flow going into the shutdown was was tight for those guys, and I think it's going to be a very difficult situation for them to sustain. Well, I think this might be a good opportunity for those CrossFits that you know don't agree with what was said, and they can move on and yeah. now create their own brand. And I've got a lot of ideas around that for maybe doing some type of webinar for these CrossFit affiliates that are trying to rebrand and become their own thing. Because if if we've done anything, we've definitely <laughs> done our own thing, and, yeah. and we could help there. So. That's not what this episode's about. Ironically, that was just something we were chatting about before the show. But uh, I mean, it's it's a spicy topic. We could yeah. probably go into something soon on that. But uh, this topic comes from the Business Talk with Fitness Professionals group, where our friend Bo yep. mentioned he's having a tough time uh, cutting ties with clients that are you know hard to work with. Yeah, and maybe not the best fit for his organization and he's having a tough time figuring out how to navigate cutting ties with them. Yeah. How do you go about the conversation with somebody who just isn't the right fit for your, for your business or your service? Yep. I mean, I think as a whole, I mean, you could, you could speak to this as good as anybody else, you know, your, this is your family. This is your household. This is your community. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody doesn't align with that, it can cause a rift. I mean, nobody wants to be, we've all been in, we all know the people that in those situations, right? That have the household and the one person's that negative seed in that household, how it affects every other person. Exactly. And from a business standpoint, now you're not only messing with the enjoyment and the desire to be there, there's an income on top of it all. Yeah. So that makes it tough. Well, I'd probably start this conversation, this thought process by looking at, the grand scheme of what you want in your exactly. business. Yep. And it's very hard in the very beginning when you don't have a lot of clients to say no, to say no to clients that aren't a good fit. Hey, you're not a good fit. Uh, let me refer you down the road because you need the money. You need, we, yeah. you need the money. And there's going to be some clients that you, you know, and I'm going to be super honest with you. You probably shouldn't take on, but you should, but you, but you will. Have, but you, you will. Yeah. But you have to. You have to because the next client, you don't know when they're coming in and your systems aren't set up right. And now you've just got these clients that aren't a good fit. But let's just say you're at a point where you can choose. You can choose who you want to work with. And well, that's a really good place to be. Let's talk to or let's let's get a little bit harder on that or more specific, because ideally mm-hmm. we all want to be in. There is no slap in the face moment where you'll realize that. You know what I mean? So like for you stepping into a business, mm-hmm. where do you feel, where in the progression of that business, do you feel there might be the ability to say no to your first client? Or- you know, for me, it was several years into the business. Okay. We were taking on anybody and everybody. When I was in the the seat where we were actually, I was selling the memberships mm-hmm. and the training clients and stuff, I I felt like I did a pretty good job about not overstepping my scope. Meaning if somebody wasn't a good fit because they had an injury or I didn't feel like we can succeed with them, I would tell them. And I was very, I was very good at that. I was like, Mrs. Johnson, I would love to take you on here, but to be honest with you, I don't think we're going to be able to help you. And I really want to refer you to Dr. Stevens and he's going to need to see you first. And once you're cleared over there, I think then we can take you on. 
But that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about those those bad seeds. That make it into the... Yeah so, yeah, so they come in and they're a good fit like on paper, but then once they get in and they're just a bad seed in the, in the group, this this gets... This is hard. This is hard, but you have... Okay, so hmm, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Yeah, I would say you have you just have to do it. You have to have a conversation. I would always take it offline. Never put this in an email or never put it in a text. Get that person that is not a good fit in front of you and have a t- conversation. And I, I would agree because obviously text, email, I mean, we've gone through it just, just the way that we all communicate. You know, I'm, I'm very monotone. Like I could say something. Not and only the that, best. they can screenshot that and oh, blast sure, you yeah. for it because they're sensitive to it. Um, I'll, I'll give you some pretty interesting examples. This this. This is some very sensitive stuff. And I'll give you an example of a doctor that we had in here. Mm -hmm. It it was crazy, but I'll tell you that in here in a second. But Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. What, what you have to do is you have to have a conversation with the person and you have to lay it out and just say, and let's just say, for instance, this person has a negative attitude and they just bring the group down. Let's just sure. say that's the situation because there's going to be a bunch of different situations that come up that aren't a good fit. But let's just say this is the situation. Mrs. Johnson comes into your office. I, hey, I'd love to, I need to chat with you. How's it going, Mrs. Johnson? How do you like it here? Those are the first questions I'm going to ask. Then I might say, listen, um, I'm, we're, I'm hearing a lot or I'm experiencing a lot of negativity coming from, from you and the group. And it, and it seems to be affecting the experience here. And I really wanted to bring that up to you. And then shut up. Let sure. them talk. Let them tell you what's going on. You may find out that they don't even realize they're doing it. Absolutely. And they fix it on the spot. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you're, it's a win-win. You got this client, they realize what they're doing. They just, ha- they've had a bad day. They've had a bad week. They lost somebody in their family and they're just, you know, projecting that into the, into yep. the group and they don't even realize they're doing it. And sometimes that's, that's the best situation that can happen. Put it out there. If that's not it, let's just say it's like, you know what? I really don't like it here, blah, blah, blah. Well, it sounds like we should probably let you get out of your deal. Like, and that's not sometimes you're going to hold somebody to their agreement. And that's just sometimes you're just going to have to cut it loose. It's a benefit to the business to, to, to part ways, mm-hmm. right? It's not like a burden. I mean, of course, there's a lot, a lack of that income from, from that individual. Oh, but at the end of the day, what it's doing to the people who are part of that community that you're protecting that are, that also deserve 
a great experience with every one of their, every time that person shows up, all of those memberships are in jeopardy mm -hmm. if this continues, right? Protect your tribe. And if you have to have a cordial conversation with one of those bad seeds, then do it. But you mentioned like the conversation, having it in person. I think that always coming from a genuine place of care, you can actually, you can separate the business from the fact of, you know, what they're going through or their emotional state or what they're experiencing. Maybe the person just hasn't had somebody ask them, right? So yep. like you start that question and maybe you're the, maybe it's a big 180 and now they attribute you to, to part of that positive change, yeah. you know? So don't neglect the, it from the, as a whole, right? I think like, the takeaway is, away. yeah, I think the takeaway is have a conversation in private on, on their time or whatever. But guys, I'm talking, as I'm going through this, I'm thinking of like five the different, yeah. dude, let, let me, this will be a good episode. I'm going to tell you <laughs> about some crazy shit that I've had to deal with in here. Here's something that happened. Um, this happened probably two, three years ago now. We had a coach here, a female coach that, you know, you either loved her or hated her. She, she was very smart. In fact, a professor at mm -hmm. the college, very technical. Um, that has nothing to do with the story, but I'm just telling you, she was very by the book. And by the book, I mean, rules were rules and that was, that's how it was. And she was starting to get into arguments with our clients. In fact, one time we had a client go around the front desk and fill up their cup with ice and she blasted the hell out of them. Like, you cannot be back here. And this is, you know, and, and here I am in the middle of a great client and a coach that is trying to go by the rules. And I had to figure out what to do. Sure. In my opinion, before a COVID situation, I don't mind our clients going back there because I almost feel like they feel like it's their own home. And that's yeah. the feel that I want. So like the guy wanted some ice, he threw some ice in a cup and walked back, got blasted. That was one of like 20 things that happened. The final straw, and this, and this put me in the, about the most awkward position you can be in. Male client comes into the gym the female coach is has hit her back to him, training another client. He walks up to her and puts his hand on her shoulder and says something like jokingly, honestly, jokingly. She lit him up, said that she, he touched her and this was disrespectful. And I'm this is at six at night. I'm already at home. Sure. I get a call. She's in tears. I have to come up here and I have to fire the client. I had to fire the client because she had a perception that he touched her and it was of course on camera and you can see what he was doing and she, but but I had to I had to protect the team sure. in that situation and he made such a a scene in the front of my gym the clients were going nuts like you know they were like holding him back he was yelling at me his son was there and he's it was a mess but I had to give him a refund and I had to just let him go. And I said, listen, this is what I've been told and I just can't have it happen. Unfortunately, we have to let you go. And I had to fire him. Mm -hmm. That's one of 50 things that have happened here. Okay, so put yourself in that situation. What do you do? I, it's his, her word against his. I can see it on the camera and I can't hear what they're saying, but I see her react and it's just like, oh my God. So I had to take my team's side and I fired, sure. fired the client. That was that was one. Here's here's a situation that we had a, a naturopathic doctor who didn't wear deodorant, yep. and he stunk. I mean, there's just yep. there's no way around it. Mm -hmm. It was bad. In fact, it was so bad that it was affecting all the clients in the gym. I can vouch. You were there. I trained. Yeah. 
I had to bring him in as sensitive as it was. And it was probably be even worse if it was a female, but this is a guy. So it's like guy to guy, like, Hey, listen, my man, yeah. um, you know, got a little funk, got a little, <laughs> sure. got a little funk. Um, it's affecting the room. We, we used to have to open doors, oh, yeah, and, oh, yeah. you know, and it was, it was it a was, big deal. It was unfortunate. He didn't even realize yeah. it was just, you know, that it was his own body odor, but now the experience is changing for the rest of the gym. And I had to have a, have a conversation. He, if he fixed it for a while and then it went back to it, yep. and I had to have another conversation and he fixed it for a while. And at the time that client to put things in perspective was the client that had spent the most money with us up until date, like overall in the gym collected from one account, this man was the most highest paying client mm -hmm. in our whole gym. And I had to tell him he stunk. That's a difficult. That's I mean, a tough conversation. Well, and that's to that too. Nobody talks about that type of stuff when you're stepping into a business. Dude, I got more. <laughs> I got more. Check this one out. So we had a lady uh, signed up at the gym. She, very wealthy, owned a construction company, family, multi million millions of dollars, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. She joined the gym. She was a great client. She referred people, and she, we were having a great time. She was, um, you know a great athlete and she just was the talk of the town. She knew everybody in town. Well, one day she's walking into the gym and this guy's walking out and they catch eyes with each other. And, you know, I, I didn't notice any of this. And the other guy had signed up maybe a couple of weeks prior and they'd never run into each other at the gym, but he see, she, he, she sees him leaving one door and she's coming in another door and she says, who's that guy? I gave him the guy's name. He can't be here. What do you mean he can't be here? He's on this annual membership paying 400 and something dollars a month, just like you. He can't be here. Uh, I have a restraining order against that man. But, huh? How, how am I supposed to know what's going on? Yeah. I guess they had a lawsuit. He was a con another contractor or subcontractor, and they got some legal battle. They hate each other without a shadow of a doubt. They, they hate each other. And so I was like so new into the business, I couldn't like tell him he couldn't be here and I couldn't tell her that I was going to let him go. She was there first, but here I am in the middle of a personal legal restraining order battle between two clients that are both high paying clients. Yeah. And so I had to make an agreement that she was going to be a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and she, and he was going to be a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And it worked out for about a month. One day their schedules changed. We didn't realize, and they ran into each other at the gym and the biggest screaming battle of all time happened in front of the doors of the gym and I'm friggin' in the middle. Yeah. She's screaming, crying. She comes in and yells at me and you son of a, you told me you weren't going to do it. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm worried about the rest of the business, not trying to keep these two people apart yeah. at specific schedules when their schedules both changed and they were both showed up on the same day. And I had a, I had to fire the guy. Sure. I had to fire the guy because I made an agreement with her and she was there first and I fired him. So here we are firing people. Like these are all the sh things that nobody teaches you in school and business. I'm not done. There's, there's, <laughs> there's more. There are more situations. Here's, the, here's one of the best ones. Hey, Tim Lance here. And I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day -day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much, 
and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winningjim.com slash grow. And now back to the show. I had a guy, Mark was his name. When I say quotes, Mark. Yeah. And I had seen this guy out and he's a nice guy and he would always show up and he would pay in full in cash and he would buy like, and this, we weren't even doing sessions, but the guy, when he gives you three grand, you just make exceptions, right? In cash and it goes right in the pocket, right? Or whatever <laughs> in the drawer. And uh, Mark, super in shape, lean dude, you know, but he would always show up in a taxi cab and he would pay in cash. Should have been a red flag. Didn't think twice. This guy, you know, don't know him. He's just a great client. He's there all the time, all the time. He's always there. He's always there. He's always there. And all of a sudden he's gone. Where's Mark? I don't know. I called him. He's not, his phone's disconnected. I don't know what's going on. So Mark goes and disappears into the great, great abyss. <laughs> and um, probably six to eight months later, two federal marshals walk into my office and sit down. I'm like, hey, blah, blah, blah. We've tracked this man to your location. We've heard he's in the area. And he showed me a picture of Mark. I go, yeah, this is Mark. What's, what did he do? He goes, his name's not Mark. It's something else. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He's wanted for double murder in Atlanta, Georgia, and we've tracked him here. We've been trying to find this guy for three years. What? I remember, I, I remember. And I'm movie. trying to, what, <laughs> what double murder? So I had to cooperate with him, and I put him in, her, him in touch with somebody that might have known, and they ended up catching him not too long after. But think about that situation. Well, yeah. In, in, in my own moral compass said- Okay, this is double murder. This isn't tax evasion yeah. or something like that. I, I feel like I kind of need to work with these guys. And it was just, that's the craziest stuff that happens. But I'm not done. There's more. <laughs> There's more. We've had, you know, on some of the sad stuff, we've had yeah. we've had several deaths. Yeah. Not in the gym, but we've had several deaths of clients. And not just older clients. No. I'm talking about mm -hmm. young clients. There was a time where we had back-to-back -back suicides from young clients that were, one was an overdose and one was like a suicide yeah. with a gun. And it was uh, very sad and I had to go to funerals and I had to do these things. And I've been to weddings from yeah. clients. I've been to oh, funerals yeah. with clients. I've, uh, uh, I've had yeah, to- It goes to show that, you know, the, the community that you've developed is a community. It's more than yeah. just a paying, you know, working relationship. I mean, personal training is personal. Yeah. You know, like you, you can speak in small group even, right? You can talk to, I mean, every one of your trainers knows more about your clients than probably their therapists and, mm -hmm. you know, the people that uh, are, are, are in that, that seat to be, you know, paid to speak to because that's just the relationship that's developed over time. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, when you're forced with these decisions to save that lot of people, you you more often than not are forced to do what's best for the the group versus the individual. Yes, and that's it's a hard thing to do. It is very difficult it's to do. Very difficult, man. There is some, and I'm and I've got more, but I won't go too deep into it. But I mean, talk about the weirdest situations. And I've told gym owners some of these stories, and they've had nothing like this. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like yeah. this. And it's not not necessarily where I've been in business the longest. It's just. They just haven't had these weird things happen. And they happen 
all different ways. And these are the things you're going to have to make decisions on. And so like, for instance, the, the, the two, the, the man and the woman that were in that legal battle, I had to have deep discussions with both. I let one down the promise I made to her. The other guy really didn't care one bit. Like sure. he was like, he's on the receiving end of that situation. Yeah. He got he blasted. Yeah. He's like, now I know why I'm in a lawsuit with this lady because of that. And I had to, to fire him. I had to fire the guy that touched the coach on the shoulder jokingly, but I had to, I couldn't take that down that road and then have a legal issue there. So sure. it's like the, the stinky guy, everybody's has a stinky guy in their gym. And unfortunately it affects the environment. You know, it's just a natural byproduct of training and sweating sure. and hygiene and all this stuff. But if you don't have the conversation, because people will come to me and tell me how bad it was and as uncomfortable as it was, I had to pull them aside and have a conversation, not once, but several times. And it was tough. And not only, it wasn't just a, a regular low paying client. He was the highest paying yeah. client of all Which, the people. I had to have that tough conversation. And it comes back to but one thing that you've done throughout is when a situation is presented to you, mm -hmm. you address it, you act swiftly, and then you move forward with that decision. Yes. And I think that, you know, per the question, per, you know, when we got on this topic, when it was presented in the business talk group is, you know, how do you have those conversations? How do you start that? And I think ultimately when you come from a place, like we said, if you come from a place of genuine care and you just show and you express that to the individual, even in a situation where it sucks, like you don't want to let this person go. Mm -hmm. There are ways in, in our situation, like when we, when I have calls with, for profit, if, if you're come to us and you're looking for a lead gen service or you're looking for all of these other thing, you know services that we don't do, I do my best to provide some value, either connect you with somebody, move you along a path or recommend you reach out to certain people. Mm -hmm. You can do that even on the way out with a client. Yep. You know what I mean? We all, we all have other business owners in our area, in our industry that we're connected with. And if a client is not right for you, that doesn't mean they're not right for somebody else. Right. And that's Okay. And it'll come back around. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we've I've sent people to other gyms that you know end up closing. They come back to us as a different person, as a better fit. Sure. So, so yes, never burn a bridge. Yep. If you you know, but going coming you know, like you said, genuine care and trying to find that fit for that person, like the lead gen, we've done it a bunch all the time. You know, and like we've said before, if all we did was lead gen, we'd probably be doing pretty dang good yeah. <laughs> right now because uh, it's just such a need. But, you know, our, our whole philosophy on why we don't lead, do lead gen anymore, um, we will do it for certain clients, special situations like our private clients and stuff. But it is uh, normally nine times out of 10, that's not going to solve the problem for you. And it, we want to yeah. solve problems, not just put Band-Aids on, on things. Um, so that's, that's why we do what we do. We, we go a little bit deeper than just, you know, selling you a thing that's not going to really help you. Maybe, maybe it helps you today, Yeah. but then next month and next year, you're in the same position. And, and that's, that's exactly it. And we talked about this earlier today as yeah. well. I mean, like, I feel like the lead gen thing is just a cyclical problem that people are willing to shell out money because that's what they think that they need to do, but they're not addressing the problem, right? It's like, cool, my boat's sinking. Let me just put more gas in, in the tank because I know I can just hit the gas. Well, no, guys, like you still have a hole in the boat. Yep. Like at some point that's gonna, yeah. you know, it's gonna it's sink. It's gonna sink you and you better fix it and now. don't do it now. The sooner you fix the, those issues, the better off you're gonna be. So those of you that are struggling, is, as hard as it is sometimes just to say, hey, I just need more leads. It's, you know, that's only gonna get you to the next month, yep. to the next month. And, and why do you want to live like that? 
I mean, don't you want to live with like comfort and knowing that everything's the systems are all dialed in and you, you're not required to put fires out every single day you come to the gym? That's that's what I want to provide for people. That's what we do in our coaching. So, yeah, I mean, definitely. That's a great analogy. Put gas in the boat when it's sinking. Like, like everybody's, the you've seen it a hundred times, right? Like yeah. a boat, boat's taking water. Let's just go faster. Yeah. No, that doesn't, doesn't work in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> so that reminds me of this comedy skit where these, uh, you know, that Mad Lib show or oh, whatever. Yeah. They, the guy's engine wouldn't start, right? He's like, man, this just this engine's not starting. And like his buddy's like in the front seat. Hey man, did you check, check the tires? Is there air in the, <laughs> air in the tires? Your blinker fluid uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, I'm talking about these stories and of these clients. Like, I would love to hear from you guys if you've had any of these kinds yeah, of stories. Yeah, that would be a great, yeah, jump in the group or, or make a comment. On yeah, one of jump our, in the group. This is talk about fitness professionals. That's our, uh, that's our Facebook group. I've got more. I won't, I won't go into many of them, but, uh, yeah, just those few where I had to have that tough conversation and, you know, basically fire a client or something would, you know, we've had those other clients too. Like to Bo's point, we've had the Debbie Downers that we've had sure. the conversations and turned them around. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with anything going on in here. It's I'd say going, probably more often than yeah, not, right? Yeah. It's, it's rarely what's happening yeah, in, they just, in the four walls. Yeah. yeah. And people generally aren't happy with their lives in general. They don't like their jobs, their spouse. They kick the dog when they get home. Like, you know, all these things are happening. This just needs to be the best part of their day. And not only their part of the day, but your other clients needs to be their best part of their day. So if one is bleeding into the other, like the cancer you're talking about, yeah. it's, it's affecting the group. Got to cut it, isolate it, and have that conversation. It's, a, you, it's something dawned on me there when you were saying that too, though, is make sure, like, look at the situation subjectively because it's easy to look at a situation where, you know, you have the stinky guy, right? Like everybody is aware of this. Mm-hmm. When somebody is down or somebody has a negative way about them, that might not naturally be picked up by everybody right away. Or maybe depending on the type of training, right? You as the trainer or the small group around you might be feeling it, but the, the rest haven't yet. Make sure before you assume that it's them, that you're not doing something that might be alluding to that. So being self-aware and understanding, well, maybe this person just isn't really responsive to my level of communication as a trainer, or maybe they're looking at something different. So not saying that that's necessarily the root of the problem, but be subjective, look at the big picture, put yourself in the mix on like, hey, how can I make this person's the best part of their day better mm-hmm. and maybe kill them with kindness first or, you know, have that conversation. So I don't think it's it's necessarily there are the problem, you know, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Look at the whole, look at everything that's in play. And let me sprinkle a little pro tip on that too, a little sprinkle. Hey, ooh. Sometimes you're going to hear issues about a client from other clients. Yes. Sometimes they're going to come to you and say, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. Be like, look at the big picture. It may be the person telling you Mm -hmm. the issue is the issue. Correct. Be careful. Don't get stuck in that trap because sometimes you get these little clicks and they just don't want this one person in their group. And 
they try to undermine them in some way and say they did something. And that's happened here too. Oh yeah. I've seen, I mean, I've just seen it play out in the social dynamic. Throw a little sprinkle of the pro tip on there just in case you look at everything. And it might just be as easy as repositioning the schedule to where that person's in another group. Or maybe the train, like you as a business owner, right? Maybe they don't resonate with the trainer that they're working with and and adjusting either within the same hour or, you know, a different hour a day might just change their entire perspective. Somebody said this business was easy. Yeah, that guy doesn't own a gym anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, guys. Hopefully that helps you. Um, Hopefully got some entertainment out of some of the crazy stories that have come out of this place. Over the last decade, um, I know you guys have some plenty of stories of your own. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just fun, fun times being in the trenches. So, guys, hopefully that helps you. If that is a situation in your gym, handle it swiftly, make the decisions, and move on. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Keep changing life. See you, bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you got to do is join our private Facebook group, Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals right now. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Marketing Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you join, we're going to give you free access to our 10 fitness marketing strategies, seven-figure gym owners use to win. All right, I look forward to you joining us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great.